Before we begin this week's podcast, I want to tell you about a new radio show that's available online. Hosted by my friend Todd Gilbert, check out Big Nerd Theories. And every Wednesday night at 9 p.m., Todd is going to play a variety of music. He's going to sit down and have in-depth conversations with aspiring artists, musicians, any kind of form of entertainment Todd is going to put the spotlight on them so if you are into the local music scene if you enjoy good music if you enjoy listening to to people's individual stories I encourage you to check out Big Nerd Theories exclusively on the solidstateradio.net every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. This episode of the Klaus to the Heart podcast has been rated M for mature audiences only. Some material and dialogue may not be suitable for members of the family under 18 years of age. You want to get raw? Let's get raw. This is the Klaus to the Heart, Klaus to the Heart, Klaus to the Heart podcast. We are going to talk about things that affect everyday life. Some of it you're going to agree with, some of it you're not. You're damn right I'm fired up because this is a topic worth being fired up about. There is silver lining in just about anything. You just have to look for it because it's not always going to be at the forefront. This is the Klaus to the Heart podcast. Podcast. This is the Klaus to the Heart podcast powered by Anchor.fm. Welcome to the Klaus to the Heart podcast powered by Anchor.fm. I'm Jason Klaus. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We are going to tackle a topic that is going to be... Uh, it's gonna. It's probably going to garner some controversy. It's going to uh, ruffle some feathers. And full disclosure, it's probably going to not sit well with with some of the listeners because we have to put ourselves in check for, from time to time. And a lot of times, when we are forced to put ourselves in check, it's because we have to accept responsibility for our own shortcomings. That's not easy. It's not easy. It's it's a hit to our ego a lot of times. It's, um, you know, it's in a perfect world, we do no wrong. In a perfect world, we are, you know, we, we look at ourselves as... Um, Something of of a portrait of perfection, you know. There's, you know, we have this tendency in this day and age to, if something bad happens, if a mistake is made, it's not our fault. It's always somebody else's fault. It's always an outside influence. It's 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 always something other than. Us. What I mean by that is, 
At the end of the day, we are human beings. We make mistakes. We say and do things that maybe at the time we felt were right, but in hindsight, because we all know that hindsight is twenty twenty, um, it it just it comes down to the simple fundamental fact that a lot of times a lot of our shortcomings is based on our decisions. It's based on what we do. It's based on what we say. It's based on how we conduct ourselves. And a lot of times when you evaluate a situation that is not going particularly our way, it's because we have made a conscious or subconscious effort to try to to deflect blame. We deflect the fact that it, it, was, it was our doing, it was our mistakes, it was our decisions that helped to, to facilitate this, this state that, that you're in. I find now, as, as I'm older, and I, I look back on my life and I look back on certain points of my life to where, man, I should have done this different. Man, I should have said this different. I, I, I could have done, I could have gone another route here. But at the time, a decision was made on my part that I felt was at the time the right one. As everything progresses, I start to realize, well, maybe if I had done this or done that or anything like that, then I, I, I start to realize, well, I, I've made, I've, I've made a boo boo. I have messed up and, um, you know, I, I have nobody to blame but myself. And I try to, to correct that. And, you know, a lot of times it's always, it's always after the fact, right? Because at the time when we're in the heat of the moment, we, we figure out that we are doing what we think we need to do. We did what we thought was the right thing. And then it, it comes down to the fact that, okay, I was wrong. I I fucked up and and I I I was I was a hundred percent wrong in this, in which case we have to eat a piece of humble pie and a lot of times we have to apologize to make things right. Not a lot of us, not everybody across the board, has that capability. Instead, when a mistake is made, when things are not going our way because of something that we decided to do, say or otherwise. We don't have the ability for whatever reason, and it, well, I know what the reason is. It comes down more often than not to ego, because our egos tell us that we are in the right. We can do no wrong. We cannot do, you know, everything that has happened bad is because of something or somebody else. And that's not necessarily always the case. Now, there are, there are cases, yes. There are instances where there are outside influences that you have no control over that help dictate the, the chain of events that put you to, in the spot where you're in now. Take that off the table. 
Because when you evaluate things like this, when you evaluate these circumstances, we realize that a lot of the the, the downfall, the a, a, a lot of these setbacks are because of things that we have done to ourselves, things that we have said, things that um, just it's just the way that that we feel about things. Now, how many times? Have you had an argument with somebody, somebody that you care about, a family member, a friend, spouse, child, um, you know, you've had an argument, there's hurt feelings, there's animosity, there's uh, a lot of times it is, it is simply a case of miscommunication, especially when the context comes through a text messaging or you know, any kind of text format, whether it's on Facebook Messenger or Twitter or anything like that, because a lot of times that gets lost in translation. It gets lost in text because that's why I'm I'm such a stickler on punctuation and capitalization and your basic fundamentals of the English language. Because one wrong word, one misplaced comma, period, exclamation point, even the misuse of a question mark, um, you know, it, it, it can, without a shadow of a doubt, change the entire complex of what you are trying to say, what you are trying to illustrate. That, you know, that's, that's a minor example. But at the end of the day, we tend to look for something or somebody else to to cast the blame on. If it hadn't been for this person, this wouldn't have happened. If I hadn't done this, this wouldn't have happened. If I had said this, this wouldn't have happened. We all have for the majority of the situations. We have opportunities to correct the wrongs that are going on in our lives. Things that we do have control over. Things that we have our hands in. Things that we have ultimately um, helped dictate. It's easy to sit there and, and deflect the blame and the responsibility because that takes the heat off of us. That takes, that puts you in a better light, even if it's just in your own eyes. But at the end of the day, we have to accept responsibility for our own actions. We have to accept responsibility for the things that we've done wrong. And we need to, if we want to try to eliminate the source of drama, if we want to kind of, you know, kind of smooth things over for the, for the lack of better term, we have to accept our, our own shortcomings. And this is, for a lot of you, a significant hit to the ego system. And I get it because self-admittedly, I have an ego the size of Texas. Um, but I also know, and especially at this point in my life, I've, I've also been able to 
kind of step back out of the situation, look at everything as a whole and realized I'm the one that screwed up. I'm the one that's at fault here. And as, and the sooner you come to grips with that, the sooner that you accept responsibility for your part of the situation, the sooner you will get resolution. The sooner you will be able to patch things up, the sooner you will be able to move forward. Because when you are in the middle of some sort of controversy, you're in the midst of some sort of drama, and you are able to realize that you have had a hand in the downfall of the situation, you know what has to happen in order to make things right. You know what has to happen in in order to push this episode aside so that you we we can all move forward with our individual journeys. Generally speaking, this will always include another entity in the situation, another party, another person, another situation. We deal with it at work. We deal with it at home. We deal with it with our personal lives. We deal with it with our professional lives. We deal with it with just about every possible scenario in which there are other people involved. Rarely will it be a struggle with you against you, although it does happen. Because you may be involved in something that nobody else knows about. Because you are able to keep that close to the chest. You do not wear your emotions on your sleeves. And a lot of times people have no idea that you are battling this inner struggle with yourself. Yes, that does happen. And that becomes a more personal thing. That becomes a more personal battle with yourself and that and that essentially becomes you versus you in terms of trying to find resolution trying to find the perfect result a lot of times as we seek this perfect result the more we looked for perfection the harder it's going to be to find the ultimate resolution why because we are not perfect We are individuals. We make mistakes. We are not programmed. We are not robots. We are human beings. Flesh, bone, blood. We have emotions. We have feelings. We have all kinds of different scenarios that make up each an individual human being walking God's green earth. But what happens when you are unable to accept responsibility for something that you have had a hand in, something that you did wrong? Because nobody likes to admit that we're wrong. We would like to, we would like to be known as somebody that's right all the time. We would like to be somebody that is looked upon as a beacon of perfection. Ultimately, that alters how we view not only ourselves, but we view the rest of the world. Because how many times have you read something on social media, or you've read something in the newspaper, you've seen something on, t- on, on the television screen, and you think, my God, this is the dumbest individual I have ever seen, heard, or otherwise. 
Why is it dumb? Is it because we don't agree with the way this information is being presented? You're Listen, we're not going to agree on everything all of the time. But that, that, that doesn't make it right to condemn them because they are basically, a lot of times, they are, they are formatting their opinions and their experiences and the things that they, that they present because it's a product of their environment. It's a product of how they see things. It's a product of their experiences, things that we may never know about. And when we don't understand something, when we don't know everything that goes into, into that, that, that circumstance, we put our own two cents in there. And a lot of times, it's not right. It's not accurate. It's based solely on personal opinion. And that's when hurt feelings come into play. That's when relationships are damaged in one way or another. When we realize that we have hurt somebody that we care about, not physically, although that does that does happen, and uh, I mean the levels of abuse are are across the board, f- physically, emotionally, spiritually, in some cases. You know, we have to understand that we don't understand what that individual may be going through on that day, and we wind up looking like assholes. We wind up being the bad guys of, of the situation because we didn't take two seconds out of our day to try to put ourselves in their shoes. What is going on with that, with that individual? A lack of understanding, a lack of sympathy, a lack of empathy oftentimes are going to lead to these situations where you have these these damaged relationships where we have, you know, the, the best of friends are at odds. And a lot of times it's because we have contributed to the conflict. We may not mean to in a lot of cases, unless you're a complete asshole and you are one of those people that will say and do anything just for the sake of getting a reaction. And it doesn't always necessarily have to be a positive one because people will thrive on negative attention just to have some sort of attention. It's fundamental. That's that's ego coming into play. You may have screwed something up at work on your job. You may may have had to scrap a product You may have had to start over. You may have wasted a lot of resources because you made a boo-boo. It happens. But instead of casting blame on everything else that went into the process, at the end of the day, you know that it came down to a mistake that you made, a miscalculation. Maybe you were screwing around on on your phone trying to bust out a quick text message and the thing that you were working on went into an area where it wasn't supposed to and the next thing you know, you fucked it up. Your boss comes down on you because they know at the end of the day when when 
when that particular project left your station, left your area, left your computer screen, whatever the case may be, regardless of what line of work that you're in, the boss knows that it was that, that part of the job was your responsibility and you chose not to put your soul f- f- uh, your soul attention and focus on what you were supposed to be doing because you were too busy texting or facebooking or what have you that's the reason why that particular part of the project is messed up you are to blame for that now you can sit there and say well i i i had an emergency at home i had to address that right now a lot of times that's an excuse more often than not it it's an excuse. It's a defense mechanism because we don't like being told that we've done something wrong. We don't like being told that our our gamble at that particular moment did not pay off. Because a lot of times you are able to to bust out that message or to put your attention on something else for that brief moment of time and nothing came out of it. But there are those times where it does. If you are in the fast food industry and you are working at the McDonald's, the Burger King, the Taco Bells, uh, and somebody orders a, a uh, let's, we'll, we'll use a hamburger for an example. You don't like cheese. You don't want cheese on your burger. You place the order. You see that the order comes up on the screen exactly the way that you want it. But the end result, that burger has a piece of cheese on it. You are pissed off. You are not happy because this is not what you wanted. So when you bring it to the attention of the workers, when you bring it to the attention of the management at that particular establishment, you ordered a burger with no cheese, they gave you one with with the shit on it, you want it fixed. You want it rectified. A lot of times, you you know, it's without issue. You are apologized to. A new burger is made and you're off and everything is fine. But what happens is, and I've seen this firsthand, um, because I, you know, in this particular instance, I have no problem telling you guys that I am a person that that does not like cheese on their burgers. That's why I use that as 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 an as an example here. But when I took it back up to the counter and I'm like, look, you know, I don't want to, you know, make a big stink about this, but I asked for a burger with no cheese. You guys put one on it. I could hear the little asshole in in the back saying, well, it's not my fault. It didn't pop up on the screen. It's not my fault because of this. It's not my fault because of that. No, sir, it is your fault because I can plainly see it on the screen the way that I had ordered it. You elected not to put the focus on what was written on that screen. And in turn, you have wasted my time, your time, and more importantly, resources from your place of employment. That's just one example. Instead of saying, I messed up and I'm sorry and here, you know, here is a new one or what have you 
to make things right. They will spend more time and effort in trying to defend themselves, even when all of the indications are they fucked up. They don't want to have to admit that. They don't want to have to admit that what they did is wrong. They think that we're wrong. That's not how it goes. You would save yourself a lot of time and headache if you would just own up to the fact that a mistake was made. It was made on on your watch. It was made by your hands. It was made by your decisions. Instead of trying to defend yourself when all indications are that it was plainly up to you and you did it wrong, you would save everybody a lot of time, effort, and headache if you just admit that you were wrong. And I get it. I get it. <coughs> it is a it's a blow to the ego system. I understand. I've lost a lot of good friends over the years because my ego would not allow me to accept the fact that the conflict, a good portion of the conflict, happened because of the way I handled myself and the situation as a whole. And there is no timetable for that. It doesn't happen just when you're a kid. It doesn't happen when you're just in school. It happens in every aspect of your life because we are human beings and we do make our judgments a lot of times based on raw emotion in the heat of the moment without taking a second or two to put some thought into how is this going to affect the end result? It is one of those things, owning up to your mistakes and accepting responsibility for the shortcomings takes on different situations in different areas of your life. It just, that's the way it is. That is life. We have to start making a more conscious effort on how we present ourselves, our opinions, our points of view, the way we do things, when you're on the job, your work ethic. Because when you refuse to take responsibility, when you refuse to own up to your mistakes, people will start to look at you in a completely different light. And more often than not, it's not going to be a favorable one. You are going to be looked upon as not somebody who takes responsibility, not somebody who tries to do the right thing when something very wrong has happened, but instead it's the polar opposite. You will be looked upon, bottom line, fundamentally, as an egotistical prick. That's just the way it is. You can argue with me until the cows come home and it will not make a bit of difference. Because this, ladies and gentlemen, is one of the fundamentals of life. 
This is one of those areas where it is black or it is white. There are no shades of gray. If you have done something wrong, if you have said something to hurt somebody's feelings, if you have gone out and maliciously, with full intent, tried to hurt somebody in some way, shape, or form, you are wrong. You are in the wrong. When you get called out on it, how you respond to it will dictate how things go from here on out with a relationship, with a friendship, with the way you interact with your family, your parents, your siblings. As a parent myself now, I there have been plenty of, of, of instances where I where I jumped the gun on on a particular you know case or instance that involved one of my kids and instead of taking that brief amount you know amount of time to to think about how is what I'm fixing to do and what I'm about to say in relation to what's going on how is that going to affect my kids and more importantly, how is that going to affect the way my kids look at me or how they interact with me? Because there are days, there have been days, where I've had a pretty shitty-ass day at work. And as much as I tried to leave work there when I punch out, there had been days in the past where I... Brought, I, I brought it home with me. It was on my mind. Because I didn't, I had a fundamental disagreement with some aspect at my job. Primarily speaking, it's with the people that run the operation. That's not my kid's fault. That's not my wife's fault. But it takes something very small, very minor to set me off and I incorporate all of those ill feelings from an outside source that happened outside of the home that on that day I was not able to separate from my home life. And I used that as part of the venom that came out of dealing with the situation that involved my kids. And I wound, and I wind up taking it out on them. I once I realize what I've done, it's very in a lot of times all it takes is a certain look on your kid's face. That 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 look of shock, that look of of defeat that puts shit back in in the perspective. The look in their eyes. And that is when you realize you fucked up. Because it's not your kid's fault. It's not your wife's fault. And it takes that 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 look of heartbreak and defeat and that really puts it in perspective. And in which case I'm very quick to sit down with them and apologize for my part in that. Now that's not to say that they are 100% innocent in whatever it was that triggered that chain of events. But they did not deserve the type of ramifications that that came spewing out at them. 
yeah, what they did was wrong and it needs to be addressed, but not in the manner that it was handled. That's another example of this. In dealing with your friendships, I've said this before. I've said it in a couple different episodes, either here on the podcast or on, on the YouTube show. Our friendships are among the most fragile relationships that we will ever have. And we have to accept the fact that even though you you and, and, and your best friend may have a thousand things in common, there will always be a handful of things that you do not share. You know, as, that's just life. They may like things that you do not and vice versa. They may support things that you do don't necessarily care for, or vice versa. You're starting to see that now more and more, and it happens every major election season. We are in the midst of it right now with the presidential uh, politics and the election coming up and, and everything. I have never in my life seen such a division, and I have never in my life seen so many friendships get thrown to the wayside because this person is a Republican, this person su- supports the the Democrats. People are ending multiple year relationships over this shit. Yes, I'm not, and I'm not saying that it's not important. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be entitled to your opinion. But at the end of the day, the the election is going to come, a winner will be determined, and we move on because there's not a goddamn thing that we are going to do. All the posts, all the rants, all the all all of the hate and everything that goes in to social media and the way in in your conversations and the way you conduct them, nothing you say or do is going to change. What happens in in the election? You want change, you get your ass to the polls and you vote. That's it. You've done your part. That's all you can do. You've done your part. You have been a part of the process. And there's a good chance that the, the end result is not the one that you want. But it may be something that your best friend wholeheartedly supports. And vice versa, it might be something that you just, you disdain to no end. It disgusts you to your core. I get it. I understand it. But that's just, you know what? That's just one example. Are you willing to throw a friendship of 20 plus years away because the guy that you wanted to be president lost the election? If that's the case, then that that relationship didn't mean as much to you as that individual thought that it did. I I have talked about previously... Um... In my case, in my circumstances, as I was exploring my dreams in professional wrestling, I threw a lot of friendships to the wayside because I 
put my focus on something else, on another entity. And I mistakenly assumed that my friends would be there whenever I needed them. And what happens is, is when you go back to that person after weeks, months, years, in fact, of not having any kind of correspondence with the with these individuals, you just expect them to pick up their life, you know, stop what they're doing because you now have time for them. That does not happen. <clears throat> One of the good things about social media, though, is that um, you have an opportunity to stay connected in some way, shape, or form. It may not be ideal. It may not be daily phone calls. It may not be, um, you know, frequent visits, face-to-face. But you still have the this advent of social media to where you can have the opportunity to still check in you, I mean, for as much as we spend on social media, with as much time as we spend with our phones in our faces, we have these moments of our day to where we can at least send a text message out to somebody that you care about and say, hey, I'm thinking of you. Hey, I know we haven't had time to talk or whatever, but you're on my mind. You're in my heart. I'm thinking of you. Hope all is well. I I have experienced this. Many moons ago, I had a very good, very good re- relationship with a fantastic man named Roger. And Roger and I were pretty much um, two peas in a pod, man. He and I had so many similarities in in our lives, in how we grew up, in our interests and our likes. And a lot of it revolved around wrestling. Roger was one is one of those guys that would give you the shirt off his back. He would be there for you at the drop of a hat. And I took that for granted because the wrestling business my wrestling business started to take off and I kept pushing Roger off and I kept pushing him further and further away to a point to where I woke up one day and I realized that two and a half, three years had passed since I had last talked to him, since I had last you know, seen him. And there wasn't a day that went by after that that he didn't pop up in, in my mind in some way, shape, or form. And I had such guilt. My ego was of, of, of which I, it was very hard for me to admit that I was wrong. And I was afraid that if I reached out to him, he would tell me, justifiably so, I might add, to go fuck myself. And I couldn't blame him if he did. I would have to sit there and take it because that's what I deserved. I know that. Because I could have picked up a phone, even if it was just for a couple of minutes. And Raj just wanted to touch base, bro. And I didn't. 
and a lot of time passed. And I just, I just accepted the fact that I lost one of the most meaningful friendships I had ever had because of my own doing. You fast forward a long time. Roger and I have since reconnected through Facebook. And while yet he and I have not yet had an opportunity to actually see each other, I had an opportunity to send him a message to apologize to him wholeheartedly and and let him know how wrong I was and how much he still meant to me. I didn't expect a reply. And if I did get a reply, I was expecting it to be very volatile because I'm sure there was hurt feelings on his end. To my surprise and to... Roger didn't have to respond. But the response that I got was the one I was hoping I was going to get. Because that is a testament to who he is as a person. And it solidified all the feelings that I've ever had about this guy. Of just what a wonderful human being that he is. I've talked about Jason Cloyd in the past. Jason is my, he's my my oldest friend. I've known him longer than anybody else that I have any constant contact with. He and I grew up together. He and I, like me and Roger, but for 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 different reasons and different circumstances, J- Jason and I have a lot of things in common. And I grew up with him. And he and I have been through our best of times and our worst of times with one another. And there are times and there have been times in our lives to where six months will go by and he and I will not have any contact. But on that on on that first day that that we do have contact, it's as if not a moment was missed. But that still doesn't mean that I don't feel bad for not having as much contact with them. That's why I was very excited about the Klaus and Cloyd show that we were going to do on on YouTube. But his his schedule and my schedule are on polar opposites. I am a third shifter. He is not. You know, we both have kids. He recently got remarried. He's got renewed responsibilities. He's got a bunch of things going on, as do I. And a lot of times... Our our worlds just don't just don't line up. Just a couple of examples here, but at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, at the end of the day, the bottom line of this segment: if you've done something wrong, there is no shame in admitting that you're wrong. There is no shame in admitting that you fucked up. There is no shame in in admitting that you are a human being that made a mistake because we all do. We all make mistakes. How we act and how we react to them is what will be our legacy as human beings. It will be how we are looked upon and remembered by our peers, our friends, our family, 
co-workers, colleagues, anything that falls under that umbrella. Because we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. There's no shame in trying to correct a wrong. There is no shame in actually putting your ego aside and realizing that at the end of the day, you could have done, said, or anything of the like to rectify and find resolution in in a particular situation. We're human beings, man. We're not perfect. And the sooner that we realize that we are not perfect, and the sooner that we realize that it's okay to make mistakes, it's okay as long as you're willing to own up to them, to take responsibility for them, you will be able sooner rather than later to to move forward in this journey that you're on and to seek the happiness that you are looking for. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more of the Klaus at Heart podcast right after this. The Michigan Wrestling Organization is back in action and it happens on Sunday, September the 27th, exclusively on the MWO Network, powered by YouTube.com. It will be WrestleRama 26, including the big main event. MWO champion Jeremiah J. Hughes will defend the title against the Alpha Jack Terran. You will also see Adrian Anderson challenge with Victor Cross for the MWO Great Lakes Championship. And the tag team champion Skulls and John Campbell will defend against Roberto Cruz and the mighty Bojack. You will also see Tyler Dean put his MWO television title on the line against ex-convict. All this and so much more. And it premieres on September the 27th at 4 p.m. exclusively on the MWO Network powered by YouTube.com. It's the biggest show of the year. It's Russell Rama 26. Welcome back to the show. We certainly appreciate you uh, hanging on with us. Um, we're going to talk about a couple of different topics here for this final segment of the show. Um, those of you who who listen to this somewhat regularly, um, I don't know, last week, week before last, previous episode, um, I had relayed this this uh, this message that I had gotten in um in terms of uh somebody had written into me about um a friend of theirs that they were that they were concerned about um they were really dealing with with a tough time and they had asked me to kind of um address the situation you know without me being directly involved but they thought that perhaps I could shed some light on on a particular situation and um the way i had recorded the episode was it was as if i was you know kind of talking to the the individual in question without really talking to him 
and I was very, very pleased to get a follow-up message relatively quickly after that show aired, and um, I was very pleased and humbled, really, to, to know that the show made a significant difference in somebody's life, and listen, I have made no bones about the fact that I enjoyed doing this podcast, and I realized going into it that I I am not everybody's cup of tea. The way that I see things does not necessarily, necessarily resonate with everybody across the board. I understand that. I know I knew that going into it. But I also realize that there are people that listen to this show every week just to see or hear what I'm going to say about a particular topic because it may resonate with them. It may make a positive difference. It may make them kind of, you know, kind of step back, reevaluate the situation, listen to the way that I may handle things or the way I see things, and it, uh, it it allows them an opportunity to kind of look at things through it through a different set of eyes. Um, I was more than humbled to to learn that on that particular show, uh, the individual who wrote me the letter took that that episode to his friend who was d- dealing with unfathomable. Circumstances made them sit down, listen to the episode, and it actually did some good. And I had gotten a follow-up message that that indicated that conversation was started, whereas prior to that, uh, there was not a lot of correspondence. And um, it seems like, from my understanding, that the... The person that was having the issues um, is kind of turning over a new leaf. They're they're really they took what I had said to heart, and 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 with that they were they are now going down a different path, and not necessarily the one that was going to lead them to self destruction. And I felt really good about that. I felt like I had made a significant difference. And that's why I do this show. And it dawned on me last week that I just crossed the one-year mark of launching the YouTube channel. And that's where the whole Klaus to the Heart thing started, was was on YouTube. And... um I guess, you know, time, time in some cases, I mean, you blink and you've lost all kinds of time. You know, a month has gone by or, a, a you know, whatever. You, I mean, time moves so fast that if you don't stop every once in a while to smell the roses, it's, it's going to pass you by. And I, I think back on what my 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 initial 
thought going into this project was, what I wanted to accomplish, what I wanted to do. At the end of the day, I wanted to entertain people, but I wanted to also um, make a difference. I wanted to be a beacon of positivity. I wanted to be a beacon of hope that not everything is lost. There are cases where that does not necessarily... um, that does not that does not register you know just because that's the way life goes there are things that we encounter that no matter what we do say or otherwise i mean it's going to happen uh but how we react to it how we respond to it how we can learn from the these different types of 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 situations it started to kind of shift my focus on what i wanted this whole project to be. I look back on this last year and and I think of all the changes that I've had to endure, um, both good and bad, a lot of which I had no control over. Some of them I did. Um, I look back and I think of the of the the positive comments that I have gotten in relation to Klaus to the Heart. I think of the positive feedback that something that I had talked about on the show, either here or on YouTube, um, made a difference. And it was a source of entertainment. And it, and it's something that people more, you know, they, they got a kick out of. They enjoyed. So it certainly is one of those things where it's, I don't feel like I'm wasting my time. I don't feel like I'm... Uh, pissing in the wind for, you know, <laughs> I know it's kind of a bad way to put it, but um, I feel good for all intents and purposes, and I feel like I've, like I have made a difference, and it makes this all worthwhile. Yeah, obviously, because this is a a form of entertainment. I would like this to explode. I would like this to get big. I would like this to be uh, my sole source of of income or my sole job or, or, or anything like that because it's something that I'm passionate about. It's something that makes me feel good. It's something that I genuinely enjoy doing. Some weeks are a little bit more difficult than others, be, you know, all depending on what topic I'm going to tackle because, you know, I've talked about it before. The way I see things may not be necessarily the way you see things, and you may not agree with what, with what I'm doing or what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, you're listening. And if you take just one thing out of every episode, then I have done my job. And I feel very good about that. And a lot of times when people embark on these projects, these these dreams, these goals, they they see one setback, they see one roadblock, you know, they'll throw their hands up in the air and say, piss on it, I can't do it. Or screw it, it's not worth it. You know, oh my God, I've only got six people that that listened to last week's show. I guess I'm just going to cancel the show. No, you're not. I'm not. Because those six people thought enough about my, my show to take time out of their day and to l- listen 
or to watch when they could have put that time and, and effort into something else, into another realm of entertainment. And the fact that they thought enough about what I'm doing or about me as a person, that means more to me. And I know this is going to sound really dumb to, to some of you, and I don't really care at this point because it's this is this is the way that I see it. The fact that those six people thought enough of what I'm doing to spend their time listening to the podcast or watching the YouTube show, uh, that means more to me than any monetarily monetary reward. Although the money would be nice, I'm not going to lie, At the but that's not why I do this. As long as I'm providing you with some sort of entertainment. Or it allows you to look at things in a different light to help you through this obstacle, this hurdle, this challenge that you're on. Um, that's what it's all about for me. And I've tackled a great number of topics. And I tried to find topics or talk about things that's going to resonate with the majority of my audience. Um. And a lot of times topics are revisited or they're approached from a different angle, a different avenue. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, every, I don't have a, I don't have a script in front of me. Everything that I talk about comes from my mind, from my heart. And it's just the way that I see things. And I would not have been able to do this without you. I wouldn't be able to have this opportunity to provide this content if there wasn't anybody listening. If I went back every week and looked at the numbers and there was a big fat zero, well, then I know I've done something wrong and I need to quickly change my course of action. Because whatever I'm doing is not resonating. But I'm not, I'm not going to allow one setback or one hiccup or anything like that. I'm not going to let that deter me from where I want to go. I did a stage show in January where five months before that, that didn't even seem like a possibility. But I did it. I rolled the dice on myself and I did it. And I came away from it feeling pretty good. And I realized that, you know, once we get past this pandemic and we can start having some sort of gatherings and small buildings that's going to be, you know, safe for you as well as me, I am very much planning on exploring these different avenues, these different opportunities to do more live events like this. Because sitting in front of a microphone in my office doing the podcast is a completely different animal than standing up on stage in front of a live audience. That's where I think I thrive. That's where I get my energy from. And I, and I realize none of that would happen without your support, without the support of my friends, without the support of my family. And there, and there are some, some people that I care a great deal for. And this show means something to them. It's on their weekly listen list. They have a number of different options. They have a number of different 
um, you know, podcasts or shows or things like that. They think enough about the Klaus to, to the Heart Project to where this is on their must-listen list every week. And that means a lot. That means more than I could ever put into words. That means more to me than any amount of money. It truly does. So I just wanted to say, as I as I look back and I realize that we passed the year mark, the year anniversary of launching Klaus to the Heart as a whole, just how much I appreciate you all. So with that... We're going to put a bow on this week's episode, and I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you a million times. Because without you, there wouldn't be this. So please, take care of yourselves. Be awesome to each other and to yourself. And we will see you next week right here on the Klaus to the Heart podcast powered by Anchor.fm. Professional wrestling fans, get ready for a historic tribute show. For the first time ever, Imperial Wrestling Entertainment teams up with the Michigan Wrestling Organization to present... Pure Fury, a tribute show to Jeff Klaus. The action happens on Saturday afternoon, September 19th, beginning at 3 p.m. This is a free outdoor event from the Artesia Youth Park in Houghton Lake, Michigan. Find all the information on Facebook by looking for IWE Imperial Wrestling Entertainment or at MWO Wrestling. Get ready for a historic event to honor one of the all-time greats. Pier Fury Jeff Klaus. The action happens on September 19th at 3 p.m. Outdoor free event from the Artesia Youth Park in Houghton Lake, Michigan.